they achieved the impossible. It is our duty as human beings to push into the unknown, but sometimes we push too far. They said it couldn't be done. You want to be famous? I just want to make a difference. Four brilliant minds, gifted with incredible powers. Yo, read, homie. We gotta do something with these powers, yo. I know just what to do. Together, they created a film like no other. A film with absolutely no story whatsoever. Reed, you're insane. Thank you. Fantastic four. Reed, we've done our best to put everyone to sleep, but we got a new problem. Dr. Coffee has just come back. Then I guess we'll have to tell our origins one more time. A movie so unique, it could have also have been called Fantastic Chore or Fantastic Snore, and no one would have noticed. What's the time say? One hour, 19 minutes. If we can delay having any conflict in this film for just one more minute, we'll have achieved what we set out to do. So, you're stretchy all over? I bet you are, Mr. Fantastic. In bed. Surprisingly, no. I'm standing right here. This ain't your daddy's action movie. You're damn right it ain't. Where's the action? Now I'm just gonna go head out for a pack of smokes. I'll be right back. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. It's fantastic time in the house. Oh boy, are you guys pumped? There's so much fantastic four shit going on today. <laughs> it's fantastic. I would have appreciated not wearing, ha- not having to wear blue tights, but yeah, yeah. It's a radio yeah. program. I think you were a little over amorous in that one <laughs> respect. This this giant four badge on my chest is really itchy, but you know, whatever. It's all in the spirit of fun, Sam. Fantastic fun! Hey, this leotard is actually pretty comfortable. Well, it should. It's built for unstable molecules. That's all right. We're not wearing stretchy. We're not wearing fantastic. Anything. Yeah, we're all we nude. never. We never wear anything. <laughs> why? We, why? Why you bother? We record in a swingers hot tub. <laughs> it takes me thirty minutes to dig the keys out of that bowl <laughs> when I need to go home. We got a big show. Lots of stuff. Uh, all of it. Actually, just the one thing. Just actually, you're right. It is just the one thing. Fantastic Four, 1994's Fantastic Four, and 2015's Fantastic Four. I think we're gonna skip the two in the middle because you know what? They stunk. Did well, either of you guys even see? I saw them the both. first two. Yeah. I've never seen a Fantastic Four until we went to the theater and saw the new one. Yes, we have. We went on Tuesday and witnessed. 2015's Fantastic Four, a Smabfa contender because of the very poor reviews that that film has seen, which we will uh, get into later. But first, I got some feedback. We heard from uh, Matt Vandiver on Facebook. If you'd like to comment to us on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Stinker Madness. But uh, regarding Midnight Ride, since it was Matthew Vandiver's suggestion, he says... Seriously, though, this was so great. I had so much fun listening, and I'm super happy you enjoyed it so much. Thank you for taking my suggestion of a silly slasher slash thriller. Slasher slash. 
which I love so much and turning it into an episode of shimmery podcast gold that had me rolling on the floor, which is pretty easy because I was asleep on my Japanese style futon, which is on the floor and just happened to wake up, saw that the episode had been released and listened to it while still laying down. Special thanks to Jackie for an epic song, which I may just turn into a ringtone. Yeah. Well, there you go. So now you're uh, you're some guy's phone phone thing. But only when Stinker Madness calls, which never happens because we don't have a phone. This has nothing to do with movies, but it has something to do with phones. I am ready to go back to pagers and answering machines. Oh. Yeah, I'm tired of people calling me. You know, I'm really sick of it as well. <laughs> but I, I, the problem is, is I don't like text messages either. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm ready to go back to pagers and answering machines. Yeah, but then if you get a page, it's going to like vibrate and zzz, and then you're going to have to look at it. Do the what same you did with your pager before. Toss Leave it, it in the toilet. somewhere. Yeah. And then look at it every once in a while. It's the expectation that people expect you to get back to them immediately now. And it's like, I'm doing something. Yes. Well, what were you doing? Does it matter? Does it matter? I cannot what talk I was right doing this minute. Was something that wasn't or I don't the want phone. to talk right this minute. Absolutely. If it's that fucking important, leave a message. I will go, oh, it's important. And then call back. Like if, if your house is on fire and it's an emergency, that's the only time if of voice. That's my other point is no, no voicemail should ever be left ever unless it requires, hey, if I don't leave a message, this jackass isn't going to call me back. It's important. His house is on fire. Yeah. See, I'm with if the house is on fire. Just call twice. Because if you tw call twice. No, I hate that. I fucking hate when people call twice. People do that to me all the goddamn time. No, I, I, I obviously muted you the first time. Obviously, because it went directly to voicemail after one ring. I don't want to talk to you. I'm playing some hot video game bullshit. Fuck off. Huh. Huh. I do like um, any time that we get notification on Twitter, because uh, Stinker Madness has a special uh, Twitter notification on my phone and Reddit, so it's always like, oh, hey, I like talking about bad movies and stuff with our fans, so I do look forward to that, which a pager cannot do. Yes. But you can type in a message that says boobs. You can do boobs and hell and boobless. Yep. I don't and think loose. You... Oh, loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, loose is a good one. So you can be at a party with a buddy, and he's got a landline, and you're talking to some chicky, and she's from like some upstate college, and he can page you loose, and then you'll know she got around like a record upstate. Yep. She went on what? the baloney pony, the, uh, the bone the roller coaster. She, she took the baloney pony all the way from Buffalo down the turnpike to New Jersey. She may have been hit in the face with several bags of dicks. So he just wanted to steer clear because you don't want a case of the itchy crotch. It's not wrong to sleep with who you want to. We're not judging. It's just bad to have a case of the itchy scratchies downstairs. Am I right? Am I right? Yep. <laughs> we should talk about movies again. Oh, uh, all right. Streaming do's and don'ts this week. Uh, the case of the itchy scratchies. We... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, my favorite, my favorite bad movie. So, oh, I. This is actually a symptom of what happened in the why we're not doing a field trip episode because we usually do a field trip episode. We haven't since Fan uh, Fury Seven. But when we go, we do an epi a full episode, right? Ex indeed. We can't do it for this because nothing happens in this movie. So this is what happens in the movie. You do a podcast about it, and you have to talk about pagers being better than cell phones. Because if you were to talk about the movie, it would sound like this. Which movie is it you're talking about, Sam? The Fantastic Four. 2015's Fantastic, 2015's Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Which, when I describe it, it sounds like this. Crickets.
There's a guy in it. There's actually several guys in it. There's some guys lady. in it. He's There's, a boner. Uh, there was only one lady in it, wasn't There's there? There's like only one lady in There's it. There's only one lady in it. And they really diminished her role. Yeah, that was offensive. Um, Before we get to really into that, I do want to say that we are honoring this movie with a replacement of streaming do's and don'ts. Uh. We didn't even talk about Jupiter Ascending. We couldn't even put anything together for Jupiter Ascending well, there's so going to be talk about go. it because I have a feeling that you know, come January, that thing's going to clean up in the Smadfuzz. Jupiter Ascending is terrible. Yeah, well, we've still got we've got some uh, hopeful still. Uh, the new Hitman. Uh, there's Point Break right around the corner. Um, the uh, Witch Hunter, which I think is going to be awesome, actually, uh, and uh, the Transporter refueled, and pl- probably a s- smithering of. Uh, some shitty Halloween movies as well that will sneak their way into the Smapfoot contenders between now and the end of the year. So we'll see. Uh, Fantastic Four, though, is going to be a contender. So keep thoughts on that. Your guys' thoughts on... Well, I think we've made it quite clear that there was zero story in this film. They had a... So one of the big things was <laughs> the character Reed. I'll take over. Just be You're quiet, speechless, Sam. Sam. You're speechless. Right. So one of the things was the character Reed. And he reminded me... Of when I was like in junior high, and he was the kid with the trapper keeper. Yeah, uh, that's Reed Richards. He's a total nerd. He's the smartest man on the planet. No, not nerdy. Not nerdy. Okay, I had a trapper keeper. What's that say? Hiding your boner, trapper keeper. We talked about this on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. and but he, here's- he, Gina Gershon yeah. had dented my trapper keeper. Yeah, but he is the guy that like permanent trapper keeper he should just sew it onto his pants he's socially awkward that's part of his character sure but did that come through in the film no i didn't get that you just look at him and you go hmm (sighs) that's right i just yawned because i'm bored talking about this because there was i'm stretching here folks to find anything to talk about this movie he wasn't i think i clocked it at like the first action sequence didn't even take place for the first 50 60 minutes of the movie 58 minutes is when you told me that the first instance of action took place yeah it was 58 minutes into this movie and the movie didn't start until an hour and 20 minutes into it and it's only an hour and 40 minutes long that is correct they really they really pushed the origin thing and (laughs) you know what that should have been like a 10 minute blip of this film like hey everybody's a nerdo and they all come together at nerd heaven and start making this machine it should have been 10 percent of the film who put this out? Fox. And oh. I will tell you why. Because they they are no better. Fox put this out, and this is one of my major beefs with this film, because if they, with their contract with Marvel, they have to put out a movie at least once every seven years to keep the license on those characters, same way with the X-Men. That's, That's what... how it works. This was the year. If they didn't do this this year, it would re- have reverted back to Marvel. Yeah, that's why the uh, the movie we're watching this week was made. Exactly. They so they just made it. I, I think that the, the movie, the 1994's Fantastic Four, is, is a precursor to that entire like contract. That's why this whole thing exists, is yes. because of that piece of shit. Uh, if, actually, if you go... The thing with Fox is, is because they do this with all this stuff. I mean, I guess every once in a while they try to, like, they try with the X-Men, but they're terrible movies. The thing is, is Fox is sitting on this stuff, like, waiting around for the perfect situation to make the perfect movie. You're Fox. You're never going to make the perfect movie because you send in a team of producers that aren't movie makers. Why did they even bother if it's, oh, we have to put out something so that we can keep the rights? What? 
you're not going to do any. You're never going to make any money on it. Dude, ever. a miniseries for this would have been much better. I, I I think a miniseries out of this would have been more uh, interesting than fucking Daredevil. I, I went home and watched sure. Daredevil because you said that when we got out of the theater, and Daredevil's way better. Oh, Daredevil's so boring. Oh. Season, episode five kind of turned the corner as far as like. Oh, what's going to happen? Not enough that I watched episode six. Exactly, exactly. Oh, God. It's like, well, maybe I'll try one more. What What are they going to do with the rights? Why shit out a film that costs you money if you're... Why keep them? Why keep them? I don't know. Why does Fox do anything that they do? Did you know that Marvel hated the idea of this film so much that they I and I don't know if it's that they hated it or or not, they but just, they, they they've been here before. Put out the movie to keep the rights. They have experienced. They this sabotaged the same it. people. They sabotaged the future of the Fantastic Four in Punisher Twelve. They all die, and they all about four five issues before that got makeovers to resemble the uh, actors in uh, the Fantastic Four twenty fifteen movie. Huh. They killed it. They didn't want to sell comics on it because they want that shit back. You're not going to do anything with this, Fox. Give it to us back, you fucking dickheads. Not that I really want another Fantastic Four movie because uh, they're dumb. Fantastic Four is kind of dumb. Anybody else think that they're kind of dumb? Yeah, they're kind of dumb. Um, they... The characters just don't. They're not exciting. They're not doing anything. And they're, they're just too fallible. I'm going back to things that you say, because you say things sometimes, like, when I get upset that they changed something that I particularly enjoyed, and you're like, oh, well, they're not going to keep everything. They, they can change stuff. But then you also say, oh, you have to have the Fantastic Four to do these things, and I'm going to say, why? Have, have to, what do you mean? Have you to said have the that Fantastic you can't do, do uh, Infinity Gauntlet without Reed Richards. Uh, well, you have to have the smartest man on the planet. You just turn it to Tony Stark. No one's going to fucking care. Yeah, but in the film franchise, you haven't set up Tony Stark as the smartest man on the planet. He's just an engineer corporate and guy. I don't know. I didn't watch Ant-Man, which apparently was the hit. That was supposed to be the good one. <clears throat> Did Was Michael Douglas supposed to be Hank Pym? He, he is Hank Pym, yes. So maybe they're setting up him. Could be. There you go. As the smartest man. Could be. I go for Hank Pym. That works for me. All right. Um... The other point I want to make about this film is, did does anybody think that it's possible to make Stretchy Man look good on film? No, and I uh, thought that this was the essential failing of this writing and execution of the film is that rubbery guy. He's the action. Uh huh. Let's. He's the one. That's that's the superpower that makes the things happen. Is stretching. Stretchy. Yeah. No, I thought it looked like shit, Jackie. I just, all I could think was, man, his arms and legs are really stretched out. I wonder how stretched out his penis is. And why don't they have that on a plank? Like, did they just roll it up into, like, a little <laughs> sausage ball and shove it back into his shorts for, you know, to be, I don't know, like, PC about it? But, you know, like, if your other limbs are stretched PC out. PC about it. That's, PC that was about our concern, it, yeah. was <laughs> well, they were. rolling up his wiener. I... Right. But then you got to think, though, honestly, he, um, they had him stretched out everywhere else. <laughs> Does the thing look good on film? So I, because we're talking about wieners, the thing doesn't have a wiener anymore. No, he does not. He wears no pants. He wears no pants. He doesn't even have a rock wiener. He's just Ken doll. They sh I hope that they manage to just like shit out another sequel just Why to hold on to the rights. Pants? Well, what's the thought train? But like, okay, just he's Ken doll down there. Why? Why? Why do that? 
I don't because know. Because little kids don't need to see penises. I understand that. Put some pants on him. Why did they take his dick away? He has no dick. He is penisless rock man. Is his penis inside? He doesn't the rock? have a butt either. He doesn't have a butt. How does he poop? He's a treasure troll. Yeah. Of destruction. Why oh not have pants on him? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. He should have a wiener made of rock. Yeah. Is that in the comics? Yes, he wears yeah. pants. He has a his girlfriend is a blind sculptor, and uh I think we point A to point B, let's just say. Yeah. 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 Why why not okay, so anyways, you take away the pants. Is it possible to make Ben Grimm look good on film? I just think that a rock man looks stupid anyway. If you go back to the the history of these guys on any screen, mm-hmm. one of the cartoons that uh, the first one that got made by uh, the Hanna Barbera or Hanna Barbera uh-huh. made three seasons, sure. twenty episodes. Sure. That's it. Yeah, you just can't put these guys on screen. I don't think you can put these guys on screen. You, I think you can put a man on fire that shoots fire on screen. I think I Sue think... Storm is the one, the only interesting character there. But I thought she looked terrible as well because it was just like floating error ball lady and then she gets squished by Dr. She... Doom and I I just don't think Kate Amara did a very good job. No, I, she's not a very good Sue Storm. Yeah, she was not a very good Sue and Storm. they didn't really... I think that the, the essential failing of every telling of the Fantastic Four on screen is that it's really... The Fantastic Four, Four is Sue Storm's backup team. Right. She is way more powerful than any of them. Sure. Reed Richards builds awesome shit that like is an accent to the powers of Sue Storm. Would anybody like to care to venture a guess on Doctor Doom's motivation as a character? Not Victor. I understood Victor's motivation. What was Doctor Doom's motivation? Like based off the film? Yes, in this yeah. film. Um you have already destroyed your own planet and you're not gonna get mine. Really? Because your planet's a shithole. Uh but why is he st- You'd think that he would be like, hey, guys, let's play Parcheesi. Yeah, it's nice to see you. I've been here by myself for a year. Even if you've destroyed our planet and his is desolate wasteland that has no... That's nothing. And he soaked up all the green stuff. He soaked up all the green stuff. Yeah, so he wasn't Dr. Doom. He was Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. He was. He He was despondent. He had lost connection with humanity. And he was capable of anything. He was indeed. He was. He blew up heads. He fried heads. Mm-hmm. He made rocks. Crushed he, buildings. He was exactly Dr. Manhattan. He was pretty much Dr. Manhattan. That wasn't a very good choice. No, 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 no. I just could I couldn't, like, okay, so now where there's conflict, but what is he doing? Like, I'm going to kill all of you guys instead of just going home. Like, if I don't like it here, just go home. Just don't be here. We don't want your planet. Uh, You don't want ours. Doesn't work. All the green stuff you wanted, it's already in my butt. Yeah, you've already, yeah, I just, ugh. And I'm plastic now instead of metal, because that's awesome. It's my other problem. He's recyclable now. There was a, a bit of that original Green Goblin business from Amazing Spider-Man, or not Amazing Spider-Man, but Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, the mouth not moving in film. Yeah, it's great. It doesn't work! It or, looks stupid. Or the lips on Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe. Yeah, that's Why awesome. would you put that on there? Nurples on Batman. Oh, yeah. He needs some nipples on there. That helps him <laughs> fight crime. <laughs> no, he, he looked like a shitty mummy. He looked with a plastic like a head. shitty mummy. With a plastic head. It was terrible. That's what I thought he was. 
Because <laughs> sure. I don't know that much about Fantastic Four, right? Sure. I've never read the comics. I, I knew that they existed. I've seen the movie posters, but I'd never watched a film. And so when they get Dr. Doom or whoever the hell, Victor, when he comes back from the planet and he's, you know, the green guy, he looked like a shitty mummy. He looks like and a shitty mummy. I, I was I've like, never heard a more accurate description. I was like, why is there a mummy in this film? Like, I don't remember a mummy in any of the movie posters. And then he was like talking, but his lips weren't moving. And it was really kind of like, <sighs> man, you're just, you're too fucking cheap to make some animated lip movements with could, some plastic business. I couldn't believe any of it. The, uh, the guy from Old Brother, Where Art Thou, being evil. Yeah. I just wanted to pinch his cheeks the whole time. Oh, yeah, I was oh, like, you, you are going to sing some folk music guy. in a second, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, he was a terrible cast pick. He was in, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, and it was he was really good for the two seconds he was in there. Sure. But, yeah. He's not a bad man. He's character. not a bad man. He, you're He's not a, a nice bad guy. man. He doesn't have the presence and the look of somebody who would just fuck you over for a company Who contract. would destroy Earth. No, yeah, he's, he's, he's not play, that guy. He's yeah. going to play bluegrass at your barbecue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're going to give him a hug before he leaves. And you're going to thank him for bringing the banana cream pie. Yeah. It's always the best. It's the hit. Yeah. Bad, he bad. has to bring two because it just disappears immediately. And I absolutely loved Miles Teller's in Whiplash. Good neighbor. I did not love Miles Teller as Reed Richard. Well, you couldn't really make him... Here's the thing. That guy is... If he can start making... Getting the right stuff, he is average guy to a T. Oh, very. He cannot be nerdy and he cannot be slick. He's average guy. How'd you, how'd you guys like uh, the guy that played Johnny Storm? I did not. I've seen him in other things, too. He was uh, in Chronicle. And, uh, all I can tell you. You I... know, he was probably the most dynamic of the four mm. as far as the character. I don't know. Like, just as in, uh, they were all pretty fucking boring. Let's just put it They're... that way. But out of the four, he was the one that I was like, oh, okay, this guy's going to get this party started. And then he didn't. And then he didn't. Yeah. He it, was, it was never... like they were sitting behind the camera going, no, 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 no. Yeah. He needs to be out of control wild. Johnny Storm is a wild man. He's a party animal machine. He's crazy. He'll do anything. He's a, a, a daredevil. He's a f- action guy. He likes the ladies and chasing down stuff and driving fast cars. But this... it was like somebody screaming into a pillow. Yeah. Like, try try hard. Here's... But don't overdo it. And I'm going to go... Stunk, I'm going to go there. I'm going to play the race card. Because uh, when we were talking about, before it came out, Roman was like... He told me I had the best answer to this question ever. He's like, what's your problem with Johnny Storm being black? And I'm like, that's not a problem. My problem is, is they're afraid to make Sue Storm black. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a fucking problem. Yep. Why can't Sue Storm be black? Why can't she be black? Because they have to get married to Reed Richards. That's fine. So what? So what? She can be black. Is that why she wasn't black? I just thought that they were both adopted. They're supposed to be brother and sisters. Yeah. And so they made him black. Like, oh, we're going to be racist. Like, no, you're being racist by not making her black. Indeed. I completely agree. No, I think it was a, a shit show, but you know what? I don't think it was as bad as uh, the reviews. It's got a 27 Metacritic score. I think that's a little low. I didn't fall asleep during it. Now here, It is only an hour and 40 minutes. It's not three fucking hours long. Yeah, no, my problem with it is that it's... There's a lot of movies that get really, really low reviews, and you're like, well, it's not technically inept. Sometimes the film's technically an after. It's just sort of bad, but it has something for someone. This is a movie that has nothing for anyone. Therefore, there is just no way to give it a good review. Can you give it a good review? I can't give it a positive review. So if you were going I to I can't, be... in good conscience, give it a 27 out yeah, of but 100. You, can, you are not... You're just one 
percentile, right? And if you say zero and everybody else says zero, then it ends up being that low. If you in good conscience and I in good conscience and Jackie in good conscience cannot say that, like the film, right in this room it has a zero percent. Uh, no, that's not true. No, that's not true, dude. Did you but like I it? Do feel We're not, we, we do not go by the Rotten Tomatoes scale where it's either yay or nay. I know, but I'm just saying that that's, that, that's a symptom. When you make a movie that no one can like, even if they don't hate it, I like those of sort it. of scales will reflect in this way. I liked parts of it. Well, you know what I'm bummed about now is that, that I know that I could have had a Black Sioux Storm who could have been all sassy and stuff. Well, that would have been fun. That yeah, would have been, been like epic for this character and it probably would have helped to bring the movie excitement up a little bit because sue storm in the movie has zero personality she's just zero she's a prop yeah she is a prop absolutely yeah she, there's just nothing about her she doesn't have her own i don't know it's just i kind of think everybody was a prop though to tell you the truth except for except for victor except but for, not yeah. dr doom once right. he starts being dr doom he's basically a special effect yes yeah uh, they're like act but don't act too much it's back to that screaming into the pillow thing like he's almost there and they're like no 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 we're just gonna put this pillow over your face while you act my point it's my final thought on the film is i again go back to the bad reviews everybody is calling it the worst movie that came out this year i do not think that is the case by a long shot jupiter ascending is so much worse i still am going to say do not watch this film do not watch it I'm going to say watch it. Oh, why? Because it wasn't that bad. It was so? just boring, but it wasn't that bad. So people should go see a movie that's boring. boring. Well, if you have the flu <laughs> and you're at home. Always back to the flu the argument. Flu, yeah. yeah. If you if you have the flu and you're at home, I mean, like, I've kind of got a sore throat today. And I'm not going to lie. If I had to take a day off this coming week, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to turn on that Fantastic Four while I drink this sleepy time Alka-Seltzer medicine. And then I'm going to pass out. And it's going to be okay because when I wake back up, nothing will have happened anyway. Yeah. So just uh, just so turn on some classical music. If you want to take a nap, with, this. if you want to take a nap with sound, the Fantastic Four is for you, which you, which you can do with basically music Anything, or yeah. our uh, Stinger Madness podcast, if you so choose. Oh, we're far too exciting to take a nap to. Yeah, well, I don't actually, know. I think this last episode <laughs> was kind of boring because we were talking about that movie. Yeah, hey, right, we well. say naughty words like fart, fuck, pussy. You're going to talk about another potentially boring movie. I have no idea. The last time that someone did the exact same thing that they did with the one we would just watch. Yes. Sam, tell us about 1994's wait, Fantastic wait, wait. Four. Before you tell us, I just want to say, before I know anything about this movie, my expectations are low. Okay. But I'm kind of thinking because it was made in the 80s, it might 90s. be 1994's oh, Fantastic Four. So because it was made in the 90s, I'm thinking there might be some funny funny business like they might try to make it kind of funny and uh, so there's some personality in there and and that's all i'm gonna say is that's kind of what i'm expecting okay. is maybe the characters have better personality they, right. i wouldn't take a lot right right yeah so this was made it was they call it 94 the thing is they had to start spinning the wheels in 92 otherwise they would have lost the rights there you go in 1961 martin goodman directed stan lee to create a comic title under the newly established marvel division consisting of a team of superheroes. This was done in response to the overwhelming success of the Justice League of America, which launched one year prior. Lee has noted this as the moment when he started writing comics that he would want to read, about characters that were really just people, that are stretchy and made of rock and on fire. And invisible. But they're just people. But they're just people. Oh, and the smartest man alive. In 1983, Lee would invite Bernd Eichinger? Bernd? His, his, his first name is Bernd? Burned. 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 Eichinger. Hmm. 
to his home. Was Eichinger, he one of uh, Joseph Mangles' guys? I don't think so. Okay. Eichinger paid what is estimated to be a sum of 250000 for the rights to bring the Fantastic Four to the, from the Silver Age of comics to the silver screen. As it would turn out, this film, which was supposed to have been destroyed, was a product of Marvel not giving Eichinger the time and support he wanted, or at least the time, which was apparently almost ten years. He would hold a death grip on the rights, and this film was part of that death grip, to the Fantastic Four, and he would produce the 2005 follow-up. He held onto him that tight. Wow. He made those movies. Yes, he did. Is this the one with Jessica Alba? It is not. No. The two later films would muster over $600 million against a combined $230 million budget. I thought they were pretty dumb, but compared to the new one, pretty dumb is at least something. <laughs> Indeed. In 1992, with the rights expiring, and Marvel not giving Eichinger an extension, he would enlist Roger Corman to give him the $1 million special. He's like, here's a million, just make a... Corman can make a movie in two months if he has a million dollars. That's what. That's serious cash for a Corman picture. Uh, at that time, I thought that was the the general budget. I thought he was slinging shit out at about two hundred. Yeah, we'll see. Here. I thought it was about a million, but either way, he he bought the one million dollar special. Corman brought in Oli Sasan, then more noted as a music video director, to shoot the film on a twenty five day schedule in a soundstage with three locations outside of the soundstage. Nice. Sasan is also responsible for Blood Fist 3, various episodes mm. of television shows, and a couple of booby movies. His IMDb photo is of him standing next to the thing from this movie, Nice. lest we ever forget. I would guess if you asked Corman about this, he would remember it as well as any of the other movies he made, <laughs> yeah. because he spent about the same amount of time. He might remember sort of the debacle with Marvel, like, oh, I don't like to work with those guys, but yeah. that would be his sort of general thoughts on this whole experience would be very... Because uh, Captain America was canon. Who, who did uh, Punisher, 89's Punisher? I thought that was done in Australia. Maybe. I don't know. This, this, but this was Corman's only Marvel movie, And correct? it's not a Marvel movie. He, was, he basically got commissioned to make a film for a million. It was like, yeah, I do that all the time. Here you go. Yeah. But he probably still had to work with Marvel. That's what I'm saying. Like, no. This is the only time he ever probably had That's to the thing, is that have he attorneys was, involved. This Eichinger and... guy was a buffer completely. It's his film. He commissioned. I see. So this is a commercial picture. So it's not actually a Corman film. This is a it's corporate movie. It's an Eichinger film. Yeah. The, he commissioned the production of a film interesting as you would commission the production of a corporate video yeah that's not uh, very common no it isn't this just okay my expectations just lowered a little bit maybe the characters will not be more personality driven ah uh, well this isn't to say the corman guys didn't go the extra mile costume designer reeve richards yes what the costume designer is named reeve richards that's retarded yeah he would buy a couple of the comic books so he would know what to do <laughs> hey i'm in this Sort of. Like, apparently there's an anecdote with him talking about going to the comic book store and the people freaking out, like, are you going to be faithful? And his answer was, well, I'm buying these so that I don't screw it up. <laughs> but he didn't say, I'm by here, the way, right? my name is Reeve Richards, because <laughs> yeah. they would have fucking lost their shit if that would have been the case. It's a good thing this was in 94 when everybody paid with cash instead of debit cards, because it would have been right there. <gasps> yeah. Uh, David and Eric Wurst, the guys that did the music... They would go out of pocket to the tune of six grand to hire a choir. They are the worst brothers. Worst brothers, yes. W-U-R-S-T. You might even say that they're the worst brothers in music. I believe they are. Yeah. Wah, wah. Well, I don't think this helped their cause. Uh, I don't hear a lot about them. I didn't see a long filmography with them. There's a lot of hearsay about what happens next, but the reality is that Avi Arid, co-founder of Marvel Pictures and CCO at Marvel Entertainment, bought the film for what he calls a couple of million. When you start to look at really everything going around, I'm guessing he paid about $4 million 
That was the probably the price that Corman wanted to double his money. And this uh, other guy needs, Eichinger needs some cash on it. So I'm guessing that about $4 million is what uh, Arid paid to just try to attempt to destroy the movie. Yeah. It didn't work. There's still some prints that got out. The story of the film, however, in Hollywood circles has gone around so much that Arrested Development did an episode based on it. That is true. I've seen that yeah, episode. With, uh, Very funny. Tobias tries to... Yeah. It's a little bit of the producers, too. There's yeah, some, a little bit. Some, some, it's a fun episode. Alex Hyde-White would land the role of Reed Richards. Hyde-White holds the distinction of being one of Hollywood's last contract players. Hmm. What's a contract player? So you get, you, hire, you get hired on with the studio, and you're paid a salary, and they just you just go wherever and act wherever they want you to you never negotiate your contract for any piece you just have a annual salary it's like a it's like a football player you you play you play for those guys yeah you're on contract okay got it and at the end of your contract you can either renegotiate but at the end of his contract they just didn't do it anymore i don't i don't think anyone does that i think sci-fi does that probably i think sci-fi gets you on for like a year or two i think they had casper van deen and uh see thomas howell for a little while the film is most likely responsible for the seven-year gap in uh, Alex Hyde-White's filmography, because after this, he doesn't do anything until, like, 2002. I am a huge Alex Hyde-White fan. Oh. How is this possible, How you is ask? that possible, I ask? Well, he is the co-star of one of my all-time favorites, Biggles Adventure in Time. There you go. Yeah. Biggles? He's also Yeah. Oh, you'll, we'll get to Biggles. Don't worry about it. He is also the young version of Sean Connery's character in The Last Crusade. Young for I don't remember young so remember, Sean Connery. There's I remember his hand. Yeah, it's he's in the office for like two seconds. Yeah, but you don't ever see his face. It's Maybe just it the was back just of the him. hand, huh? Yeah, well, that's Alex Hyde White. There you go. Yeah, Jay Underwood locked up Johnny Storm, the boy who could fly. Thereby became the man who could fly. Ah, oh, the boy and, who could fly. Thanks for making yeah. me throw up in my mouth yeah. a little bit. That movie blows. Well, he became the man who could fly and be on fire and have Airy Arid throw you in a dumpster. <laughs> He wasn't in The Last Crusade. He was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no more Indiana Jones connections after that. It's too bad. Uh, I also like Jay Underwood, where I have I have a childhood favorite film series that he's in. Ch- he played Chip in the Not Quite Human movies. Remember those? Oh, Not Quite Human, yeah. yeah I liked the Not Quite yeah. Human movies. I am a robot. He was, beep, beep, boop, boop. He was a real... It's Pinocchio with robots and Alan Thicke. Yeah. And you, I, oh, I'm I, thinking a small wonder. A small wonder is not the same. I thing. am a tiny child. There was Let three lines, three made-for-TV movies that they did with uh, Disney did them, so they were higher budget. But yeah, th- I like them a lot, or I did like them a lot anyway. Uh, I'm starting to think because of who's in this, though, that a 13-year-old me would have really liked this movie had Probably. they released it on schedule like they said they were going to. Uh, Jay Underwood was also in the Good Shepherd episode of Voyager. If you. Uh, I don't remember the title. Yeah, okay. Maybe I haven't gotten there. All right. You got, you got it's a 2000. Season. Are you in 2000 yet? I'm not. Okay, well, yeah. keep an eye out for Jay Underwood okay. when you get there. Okay, all right. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be excited for Good Shepherd. This film did not do what it did to him, or this film didn't do to him what it did to Jay Hyde White in that his career sort of Alex went Hyde on. It White. fizzled out when he became an adult. Underwood has a Lifetime Achievement Award for child acting, which is a fucking oxymoron. That is quite so. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Rebecca Stab got the nod for Sue Storm. She has the boobs for it. There you go. Wellington Mara's granddaughter does not have the boobs for it. No. Did you know that that's who that is? No. The Sue Storm, the new one, Kate Mara? Kate Mara. That's Wellington Mara's granddaughter. Who's Wellington Mary Mara? The guy that owns the Giants. 
Oh, how about that? Yeah, she she's had a rough life. Yeah, isn't I thought? No, that's uh, I think Wellington Mara might Tom be Coughlin's dead. daughter's married to the center or whatever. Christine. Yeah, Christine. No, that's not the same thing. But I think Wellington Mara is actually dead. Huh, I did not know but that. Her parents own the Giants, so there you go. she does not have a tough life. Stab is a day player as well. She's got a laundry list of uh, TV one episodes. Michael Bailey Smith is also a day player, and you've seen him before. He plays Ben Grimm. He plays a guy inside of a suit. No, he plays Ben Grimm. Stuntman Carl Ciarfialio is the thing. Ah, I see. Yeah. They apparently spent a day together, so they would move around about the same. Yeah. Big a whole day. Whole day. Mark Ruffalo would not lose his career to this. He didn't have what it takes to play Dr. Doom. He auditioned for Dr. Dr. Doom. Oh, Ruffalo. That role would instead go to Joseph Culp, son of Robert Culp, who you may remember from I Spy and The Greatest American Hero. Joseph is beginning to land more roles. I believe he had a recurring character in Mad Men. And later in his life, as he becomes more distinguished looking, and I guess he's done a lot of voice acting, he's starting to kind of pick up steam. But before, his career was pretty sparse. Gotcha. George motherfucking Gaines is in this shit. Who's George motherfucking Gaines? You know, Commandant Lassard from the Police Academy movies? Oh, no, not Commandant Lassard. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, Beyond Ruffalo, other hopefuls for roles in the film include Xena sidekick, Renee O'Connor, who didn't land Sue Storm. Yeah, I remember. And Patrick Warburton, who auditioned to be Ben Grimm. Nice. Didn't make the cut. Good for you. Good for you, Patrick Warburton. Good choices there in careers. That's all I have. Well, the movie is on YouTube right now. The version I've got is a nice 720p ratio. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's letterbox, so it's very skinny, but, uh, you know, it'll work. And uh, on uh, when we watch it, when we have our next episode, we're going to have special guest Martini Shark, who will explain everything that we missed about this film because he wrote something like 30 pages on it. So we've got the authority on it. The only person that knows... More about the film was in the film. Or have he... Directed the film. Yeah, yeah. so... Is he going to wear know, a white tuxedo to record with us? Yeah, and he just, he's just—he's an actual shark that drinks he's martinis. martinis, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. who we got. That's how, that's how big of a deal this is. Well, is we I have hope, sharks on our fucking podcast. I hope he picks the tuna out of his teeth. It yeah. should be noted that Evie Arad trashed this thing without even watching it. No one at Marvel even saw it. They just assumed it wasn't the right thing. I... Could assume the same just by looking at some of the the shots from it. Uh, apparently, the entire budget was spelt, spent on the the costume for I'm the thing. Sure, and oh boy, it doesn't look good. But I think uh, it looks as good as any of it. Yeah. Does I it guess. have a butt crack? He has pants. He has pants. He has pants. Yeah. They didn't screw that they part didn't up. Screw that part up. Anyways, tune back in on Monday, and in the meantime, get to the uh, fantastic car. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you.